this episode a follow-up to tax court in Kansas City and the ABA fall tax meeting, both virtual. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt. Hello, Andrew. We have we have kind of a variety of topics. We're we're not sure right now if this will be one episode or two, but yeah, I was I was going to start with a some updates that um, last week was was a busy week for me because um, on Monday had virtual tax court for Kansas City that was with Judge Toro and um, and then. In the rest of the week, there was the American Bar Association tax sections virtual 2021 fall tax meeting. So I'll start with tax court. What I found interesting was that um, normally with the Kansas City docket, like I, I generally recognize everyone who shows up virtually and like they're generally Kansas City cases. Um, the person is in Kansas or Missouri. But I think with Judge Toro, what he had done quite a bit was um, continue cases from other dockets. So there were a decent amount of cases. And so IRS counsel and petitioners from, I think it was California and Texas that showed up. So there were, I think 36 participants in the in the docket, and normally it would be like like 10 or or so for Kansas City, and so um, yeah, no one showed up uh, between nine and 10 for the the petitioners wanting any counseling, so you know that didn't happen, but then we we got into the docket and. So on the ones where the, the petitioners didn't appear and the IRS counsel was moving to dismiss the cases for lack of prosecution, then Judge Toro was taking them under advisement. But then on the ones, I think one of them, the judge wanted the petitioner to meet with a tax clinic and that petitioner was um, saying no. So. I think not really cooperating the most with IRS counsel, but you know there there wasn't much we can do if if they don't want to talk to a clinic. But yeah, I the other two clinics advised one person, and yeah, I needed to grab my notes. Yeah, the um, okay, the one that that I think the judge would have liked the person to consult the petitioner to consult with the clinic. Uh, I th- he, he sounded like in an African accent, and he basically was saying that the yeah the IRS counsel was pointing to the divorce decree on on whether he should qualify for any child related tax benefits, and um, he was saying he he sent school or medical records with his tax return. Um, about the question whether the the child lived with him, but um, he was basically saying that the I guess it, it would have been his wife had had fraudulently filed a divorce decree, 
And, you know, we, we were, I, I guess everyone was giving him the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, I, I really doubted that was true. So, you know, that, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, then um, I'm not finding in my notes offhand what the other clinic advised on. So was, was this advice given not between nine and 10? There were side discussions where you could go to side Zoom rooms or how did that exactly work? Right, that, that the, the calendar started and some of the, the petitioners indicated they wanted to talk to a clinician. And so then we were placed in breakout rooms. And so I, I was in, in a breakout room with a couple from Texas. And, you know, I don't have all the facts, but it, it's my guess that they were a divorced couple because they, you know, were, were each using video from different locations and had different last names. So I separated or divorced, but yeah. So basically, yeah, they, they had negotiated a settlement with IRS counsel, but they wanted the, the understatement penalties removed as well. The, the deficiencies, those, those penalties removed. And so I talked to, so that, that was basically the, the holding point on, on agreeing to the settlement. Like, like the settlement offer was evidently made like the, the Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday before, like it was, it was kind of last minute and the council was wanting to um, negotiate the settlement on that weekend before, before the, the calendar call, but left it open that, that Monday morning and um, so then I asked the trial clerk to put me in a breakout room with IRS counsel. I talked to her and what she was saying was that she was, she was giving them 25% across the board, 25% off their deficiency. She didn't have much paperwork from them. So she felt she was being generous in her offer and then was saying to me that, you know, basically they were wanting 25% off on what they had, but the full removal of the penalties, which would just be too much that, that her manager would not approve that. So then I was asked to be put back in that breakout room with them to, to let them know that. So they finally agreed. They, they were kind of grumbling about it. And when they, yeah, we, when we were back in the full court with the judge, then he asked, and I, I said, I didn't know if they needed to talk with IRS counsel in a breakout room or not. And they, they just all indicated, no, they didn't need to. So they agreed to the settlement on the record. IRS counsel had to read it into the record and that was fine. So what I learned was that basically they settled for, and I'm, I'm going to round the numbers, but like 22,000 owed for 2014 with a 
four four to five thousand dollar penalty, twelve thousand for two thousand fifteen, with a two thousand dollar penalty, and yeah, they they were thinking that it was like if they had been cooperative, then those penalties could get removed somewhere along the way. They they got that understanding, and I I was telling them no, it's it's based on the the difference between what you filed and what you were audited for and you know that if if that number changes then then the penalty can change but it's it's not based on being cooperative overall so they um they settled for roughly 40,000 owed and it was originally like 56,000 owed which they they were wanting like they they got like sixteen thousand off and they're wanting like twenty two thousand off and that's why the council was saying like no that's that's too much my my manager isn't going to approve so but that's that's why it's like no look you you don't have the proof you're here on on the junction of trial this is the offer on the table take it you know and. Finally, finally convinced them of that. One thing I'm curious about, did you have to file any paperwork with the court, a limited appearance or no. anything or any sort of document? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, what, what I've realized is like, I mean, if, if you're taking the case or if you want immediate access to their documents, then, then yes, you know, do do the limited entry or or the full entry of appearance, and 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 maybe the judges might treat it differently. But but yeah, generally, if if you're just advising, you don't need to to enter appearance an appearance of any kind. Okay, so the the petitioners still went up and or spoke to the judge. You weren't speaking to the judge on their behalf. Right. The the judge did ask for my input okay but yeah i i wasn't representing them okay now it sounds like a successful tax court week day yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and and generally like a, a fair number of the cases were continued and with with him he was continuing them to a different docket so that that they may be I think most of them were like a couple weeks, but but maybe some were given like a couple months as as opposed to like waiting for the next Kansas City docket, which is in January, which which might have happened, you know, if, if we were in person or you know, he he was um yeah, still, you know, going to be the judge returning or or whichever. So okay. I don't know. So, so I think that was a good, good resolution right there. So sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there, there was that. And then I got busy with the, the virtual ABA fall tax meeting. And the, the biggest thing I, I was involved with was I was on a panel discussion on the Wednesday afternoon for the diversity committee and we presented on taxpayer fraud 
and um, I'm, I mostly spoke about the law, the Internal Revenue Manual, and and some of those things on, and and like the the requirements for for tax preparers, whether whether they need to to register or not. So, but yeah, one of the one of the panelists couldn't make it that day, so we kind of covered at the last minute and split up those slides. But overall, like we, um, it was an hour and a half presentation and we, we took up most of that time. Um, we, we did save, I think maybe the last 10 minutes for, for questions. And, and there were several questions in the, in the queue. Did you tune into any of the other? Yeah, I, um, I missed some of them, but I tuned into, yeah, there, there was an, an update from the tax court. I, I listened to the, the teaching tax on a lot of it of that one was about getting law students interested in the tax field, like, like focusing on diversity students. The tax court, yeah, as of last Tuesday, so um, the 21st, the tax court had notified um, the IRS of all petitions they had received. So that was to avoid premature assessments. So ho hopefully that communication is, is going to happen on a regular basis. But I mean, as of that point in, in September, the IRS is, is on notice at least about petitions filed with the tax court. And, and they were saying it was basic information like like name and address or or something like that um not not the full petitions but and the, the main other one i i sat in on was the um individual and family taxation committee that um that was good and then it had and i i was part of the planning for that so um yeah so i like that the first half had Ken Corbin, the Commissioner of Wage and Income Division, and he's also the, uh, I'm remembering his title off the top of my head, but I think it's the, like the Taxpayer Experience Chief Officer or, or something like that. And then also had um, um, Aaron Collins, the National Taxpayer Advocate. So um, they were discussing different updates and yeah, so Ken Corman was saying that by the end of this year, that he's talking about a goal of getting back to having processing back to the pre-pandemic level. So to me, that sounds like 2019 and, and 2020 tax returns would all be processed. I mean, I, I don't know, because he was saying like, like trying to get caught up before the next tax season starts, I mean, I, I personally have my doubts about that, but I mean, I, I think that's that's an admirable goal. And, you know, I, I wish them the best of luck in, in getting there. So um, I think that that was really the big, big update. Oh, they, um, yeah, customer callback is triggered by the length of the wait time and the available customer service representatives. And they've got, funding for the phones that they're having like a thousand new assisters for the summer 
and talking about like three to four months of training. So basically trying to get them into place for next tax season. I've never done the callback thing. And I, I sat in on this presentation as well. And they talk really highly of this callback thing, but I've never had the courage to do it because I kind of don't trust that they'll call me. I've, I've done it. I don't know if it's been like once or twice and it, it worked out pretty well that, that I gave, gave the callback number and then and I was immediately connected with a, with a customer service rep at, at the IRS. It's not perfect because it's just like any other transfer with the IRS. Sometimes you get disconnected. So mm -hmm. that, that, that was pretty frustrating to like put in the callback number and then, you know, oh, they called me and then I get disconnected. Okay, great. That's, that's kind of the IRS experience in a nutshell that like, you know, wh whether you're waiting or not. And then when they do contact you, then, then it, you get, it hangs up on you. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm very, well, yeah. <laughs> the, the other ones that I thought were interesting, I, there was a presentation about the child tax credit and it, stuff, all basic stuff pretty much, but it was good overview. Identity verification in prisons. Mm. That was pretty interesting. It's supposed to coordinate with the, the prison or the in-person. And then I checked in on the last known address presentation, which sounds like there's a, a fair bit amount of case law and litigation over that. But I don't know if you ever have brought that up with the IRS with the kind of clients we have, because they're so transient and they don't update the IRS at all for anything. So I, I, I've never had the ability to even bring that up, that they should have mailed it to a different address. But I thought it was, I thought it was good a week of tax CLEs. I may follow up on, on some recordings since I think they're saying it's into like mid-December that, that they're available. So yeah, I missed one on like tax and bankruptcy that, that I wanted to, to follow up with. I think I, I think I went to that one as well. Okay. I don't remember though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to, to the ones that you brought up and I don't know that I really got much out of those. I just, I was kind of working while, while I sort of listened to them, but yeah, don't, don't know that I had, had terribly much significant that I gained from those. Yeah. Overall, I, I thought it was a good, yeah, good, good meeting. And I'm, I'm curious since, since I'm on some of the committees, I, I do hear a little bit further about planning for, for the next ones. And so the, the line had been that, that we were going back in person, but then now I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of, well, maybe it'll be mixed to where it's partly in person or partly virtual, or I don't know if it'll be all virtual, but I mean, they evidently they were going to re-examine whether we're fully in person for the, for the January meeting. So, you know, we, we shall see. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I have a plane ticket to use up before it expires. So I was, I was going to see about being there in person, but you know, might not happen. So 
Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on on those two two topics? Or I think we've actually talked about most of what they brought up. It it was really good information, and I think it's important that everyone who represents low-income taxpayers knows about the advanced child tax credit. I don't really have anything more to add. The prison situation interests me, but I just don't have a lot of incarcerated individuals contacting me. And when they do it, it's, it's more where is my refund or what's going on with my tax liability, not I need to verify my identity situation. I will say on one of the presentations, the tax court one, I think they put up a graph about how many different petitions they have now compared to different years. And the, if I remember correctly, there are a lot more already at this point in 2021 compared to 2020, all 2020, all 2019, which makes me understand a little bit more tax courts struggles with processing all of the petitions it's a huge undertaking yeah i i wasn't sure if the number was like thirty thousand petitions this year or you know what what exactly that that number connected to but it, it did sound like like they are get, getting a massive amount of, of petitions more than than they normally were yeah thank you for listening to tax justice warriors We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.